Welcome to the Pretty Unfiltered Podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm a fashion designer turned stay-at-home mom, and I'm fascinated with our society's toxic norms, systems, and ideologies. On this podcast, we're going to have vulnerable conversations about how these systems have reduced us to just a body, profited off our insecurities, and perpetuated cycles of patriarchy and greed. We'll also hear from experts to get a holistic understanding of just how damaging these systems are and why we need to push for change. So from photo filters to gender roles and everything in between, no topic is off limits. Come with me as we pull back the curtain and challenge these everyday issues. It's time to get real with each other and start disrupting the societal constructs that don't serve us. It may not always be pretty, but it will definitely be unfiltered. Hey friend, happy Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Pretty Unfiltered. Today's topic was actually inspired by a conversation I had with a friend recently, and we were talking about how raising confident kids is a really important part of parenting. And it's pretty obvious that we want to instill confidence in our kids, but as we were talking about it, I mean, I think it can be harder to do in practice, right? Over the last several weeks of doing this podcast, I've noticed a trend of people talking about what their parents did, whether it was obsessing over their looks or the number on the scale, or their parents maybe more subtle way of impacting their confidence by controlling what they wore or controlling what sport they are allowed to play. And I think what struck me being a parent now is during these conversations, people were recalling these things as as if they had happened yesterday. So it really brought attention to the fact that what we do as parents, all of that has a major impact on how our kids are going to grow up. So this got me thinking about the topic of parenting ego and control, and that's actually what I wanted to talk about today. And I try really hard to be conscious of the example I set for my kids, as I'm sure we all do, right? I try to think about what I'm saying and how I'm acting, and honestly, especially how I'm acting, right? Because sometimes I think the verbal part of it kind of goes in one ear and out the other, or just very easy to forget, but what you do is what your kids remember, right? But all that to say, I mean, even with the best of intentions, I don't know about you, but I think that can be really difficult to set a good example sometimes. And I think it's a little bit harder now because we're so highly visible all the time. And that can make checking your ego and releasing the urge to control even harder, right? And what I mean by that is if you had a chance to listen to episode four, we touch on how it's important to let your kids dress in a way that expresses themselves. And I will be the first to admit that this part can be really hard for me. So in more recent years, grappling with my daughter's fashion sense has been a really good learning lesson for me and a really big, like, ego check for me. And my daughter is amazing. She is such a creative and eccentric person. And I love that about her. She loves colors, all the colors, all the prints, all the accessories, and honestly, some of the most unique hairstyles I've ever seen. When it comes to things that are creative, she never does anything by the book. She always has her own way of doing that. And I think that's an incredible trait. 
And most of the time, I'm good with letting her express herself as long as what she's wearing is weather appropriate or, you know, complies with school dress code. Even though, little side note, I don't really agree with a lot of the dress code rules. I think dress codes can be a whole nother topic, but I think a lot of times they're unfairly stacked against girls. And then I think when you start sending the message of, oh, girls' shoulders are sexy, but boys' shoulders aren't, that just opens up a whole world of problems. But anyway, all in all, I let her wear what she wants. But there are times, even though I know I'm doing the right thing and letting her express herself, but there are times where I can feel my ego taking over and I have to kind of talk myself down and ask like, why am I feeling this way? Does this matter? What is the benefit to letting her dress this way? What is the downfall? And usually there isn't a downfall, right? It's just, we live in a world that is just really harsh and really judgmental. And I have a background in fashion, so I love any and all things aesthetically pleasing. And of course, aesthetically pleasing to me, right? Because everyone has their own version of what that is. So from clothes to home decor to art, I mean, I just, I love beautiful things. And I like things that match. And I like things that <laughs> have coordinating colors. And and I think like most moms, maybe you guys can identify with this, but I think most moms love dressing their kids in adorable outfits. Like they're just so cute and it's so fun. But when my daughter was old enough to have a say in what she wore, I told myself that I was going to step back and it wasn't easy, but I just, I think it's so important to do that. You know, I think we all logically know that our kids are their own person and that they deserve to have their own voice and to have their own thoughts and to be their own person. And it kind of seems like our culture has gotten to this point where we treat our kids almost like they're our accessories, right? I think we lose sight of the fact that our kids are are their own people. And maybe you agree with me, but I feel like I see that everywhere, you know? And again, there's nothing wrong with a coordinating outfit, and I certainly understand there's a time and and place for that, right? Family photos, grandma's 80th, 80th birthday. I mean, I understand there are some times that it's not the right time for that, and I get that. But when we look at social media feeds that only showcase kids dressed in perfectly coordinating colors, or you go out to a restaurant and see parents not even letting their kids play because they'll get dirty, it kind of gets to the point where I'm like, who is this for? Definitely not the kid. And so what's our goal? This isn't easy to say, but I think it's because we care way too much about how other people perceive us and how we project to the world, right? And how we fit in with the world. And that all makes sense. We're all human. We all want to fit in. But to make sure our family is Instagrammable at all times, I mean, I just, I think we've gotten to a place where the control over how our kids express themselves has become a daily habit. And I don't remember that being the case growing up. I mean, do you? (laughs) Have you ever looked back at old photos? I know I have with my siblings. And we're like, mom, why did you let us go out like that? We look like a hot mess. (laughs) You know, with the exception of like holidays or family pictures. I mean, it's mostly mismatched clothing, wild hair, sneakers that did not match the level of formality (laughs) when paired with the velvet dress. But, you know, we were kids. We were dressed to be kids and to play. Or have you ever looked back at old, like, middle school photos and then compare them to the way that kids look now? I mean, we were sporting icy blue eyeshadow (laughs) and scented lip gloss. And now middle schoolers look like they're 30 with their perfectly contoured nose. I mean, it's just, it's just completely different times. But something to think about, right? I mean, I think there is a happy medium, but I just always want to check myself and make sure that I'm not getting so far on one end of the spectrum where 
I am taking away my kids' creativity and ability to express themselves because really at the end of the day, not only is that going to upset my kids, but worse than that, that sends a really clear message saying, nope, that's wrong. Nope, that doesn't look good. Looks are the most important thing about you. So I think we kind of have to just make sure that we are looking at the messages that we're sending because like it or not, our kids are growing up in the same society that we grew up in. I hope that it's better by then, but they are always going to be told that they are not good enough, that they are not pretty enough, that they are not smart enough or skinny enough, whatever it is, fill in the blank. So I definitely don't want that message coming from the home and the people that should care about them the most. And this also makes me think about checking ourselves when our kids want to do something that might be outside the mainstream view of gender. So another story, my son loves bright colors and he always has. My son's the youngest. And sometimes my kids switch clothes. The other day they had a day off from school and my son had a band t-shirt on and then my daughter had on a top with a, I think it was a rainbow ice cream. It was very, it was very colorful. It was very glitzy. And when I saw them 10 minutes later, they had switched tops and we went out like that. I was like, okay, yeah, that's fine. And when my daughter and I paint our nails, if my son wants to join in, yeah, of course he can. I'm not going to exclude him. So for me, the only thing that gets a little bit scarier about doing that is that we live in a really conservative state and there's always the fear in the back of my mind that someone might say something mean to him. But I think encouraging my kids to express themselves the way that they want is so important. I mean, it fosters self-assurance and self-love. And honestly, isn't that the greatest gift that we can give them? Our world would be a far better place in general if people felt that they were allowed and safe to express themselves authentically. And so let's talk about ego and tantrums. Oh, right? If you are a parent, you know it is so stressful and honestly even kind of embarrassing when your kid throws a tantrum in the middle of the store. Not to mention it doesn't help when you hear people whisper, that kid needs a spanking. Oh my gosh, that sets me off like no other. Does that piss you off too? I cannot stand those kind of comments. (laughs) But I mean, kids are kids. They're going to throw tantrums. And to be honest, adults throw tantrums too. They just aren't called tantrums. But, you know, kids' brains aren't mature enough to process their emotions in any other way in that moment. But how many of us feel embarrassed that our kid is acting that way in public? And I'm right there with you. I have 100% been there. I remember one time my daughter had this huge meltdown in a grocery store aisle. And she was thrashing so much I was worried she was going to hit her head. So in the chaos of calming her, she had ended up accidentally like lifting up my shirt without me knowing it. So I finally got her to calm down, only to look down and see that my shirt was literally sitting on top of one of my boobs. <laughs> it was it was down where it should be on one side, and then it was like up on top of my boob on the other side. As this guy comes walking down the aisle from the other direction. And that was slightly embarrassing, but I was way more mortified about my daughter's tantrum than about my shirt. And that just really goes back to me probably being more worried about people's judgments of my parenting skills which isn't even an accurate way to measure whether or not I'm failing as a parent. But I was more embarrassed about that than anything else. And I think obviously with time and clarity, you know, now I, feel, now I don't think tantrums are so embarrassing because it's just like, this is, this is part of it. <laughs> I've seen every single one of my friends deal with their kids having a tantrum. I mean, it just, it is what it is. There's nothing to be embarrassed about. It's just, that's part of life. 
And what I've learned over the past few years is that our ego can actually be used as a reflection of our own feelings and insecurities and even unmet needs from, you know, childhood or even currently. But if we put that on our kids and we let that guide how we parent, I mean, it's negatively going to impact our kids. You know, and another thing we have to stop doing is we have to stop thinking of our kids as mini-me, right? We need to see them as a whole separate person who may or may not be like us. So I'm not going to go too far into this because I am not an expert and I don't practice this, you know, religiously. But this is where I lean a little bit more towards the idea of conscious parenting to make sure that I'm not being so egotistical or controlling every aspect of my kid's life, you know? It really helps me check myself and my reactions to make sure I'm focused on my kids living authentically rather than me controlling them or trying to make them become the parts of myself that I think are acceptable or worse, trying to quote-unquote fix the parts of them that reflect my own weaknesses, And being open-minded to the fact that my kids have something to teach me. It's not just the other way around. There's a beautiful quote from Dr. Shafali Tsabari, and it says, quote, Children aren't ours to possess or own in any way. When we know this in the depths of our soul, we tailor our raising them to meet their needs rather than molding them to fit our needs. End quote. And I don't know if this is something that you connect with, but I feel like I need to print that out and just remind myself of it sometimes. And regardless of your parenting style, I think the overarching ideas in conscious parenting are really important, especially if we want our kids to grow into capable, confident adults. So that leads us to the topic of control. And you might be able to connect with this, but I grew up in a very authoritarian environment. And I understand that, you know, as parents, we do the best that we can with what we have. And, you know, sometimes hindsight's 20-20, but... Growing up, you know, the power dynamics were not equal, and I didn't feel like we were able to disagree without there being a punishment. So I really wanted to make sure that I tried to raise my kids in a way that was different. And of course, no one likes being told what to do. And at the end of the day, you know, as parents, sometimes you do have to make the call and you do have to do things that are going to piss off your kids, especially when it comes to safety and things like that. But I think that those open lines of communication are important, and I think that you can do this in a way that is still respectful to all parties involved instead of it feeling like we as parents are in this role of dictator, right? And when it comes to parenting, I think it's important to look at structure and control as two separate things. There's an article by Wendy Grolnick where she explains that structure allows kids to understand the boundaries and consequences for crossing those boundaries without controlling them. And this fosters more communication because there's discussion between parents and kids and there's more mutual respect, right? Rather than, again, parents acting as a dictator. And this article also mentions that, quote, controlling parenting was associated with children experienced increased anxiety and depression, end quote. And whew, <laughs> I don't know about you, but I felt that went to my core. But I also understand the balance between control and structure can be hard. I mean, especially if you have a strong-willed kid. Who here has a strong-willed kid? (laughs) My husband and I always talk about that we are so thankful that we have strong-willed kids, but the reality is, is that they can be harder to parent. I mean, that's just, that is what it is, you know? So when I first left my job and stayed home, I had joined a mommy group. And for those out there, if you're on the fence, granted this isn't for everyone, but if you're on the fence, 
I will say for me, it was so worth it. In fact, most of my friends here are people that I met from that group or I met through a friend of a friend in that group. And I have I have really close relationships that are now going on, what, six, seven years from that group. So Elizabeth Kelly, if you are listening, shout out to you and Fit for Mom Pearland because you are doing an incredible job and I'm so thankful for what you've created. <laughs> but once I had kind of established a friend group, I do remember struggling early on because my daughter was so obviously opinionated and strong-willed and less willing to <laughs> comply and compromise than than my other friends in that group. And even though everyone was so sweet and so kind, and like I said, these are still my friends today, sometimes I felt a little misunderstood in my parenting journey because most everyone else's kids at that time were, for lack of a better term, way more chill than mine. <laughs> so again, trying to encourage independence, but respect and autonomy and confidence. I mean, it's never a straightforward path and it's certainly not an easy one, but we try, right? And that's why it's important to talk about this, right? I mean, the whole ego and the control, like it's just something that I think for us that have those tendencies, it's kind of a work in progress, right? Some days I do really well and don't have those issues, and then other days I can just feel it bubbling up. So as always, if you are a parent and you're on the struggle bus, I mean, I see you, I understand, and you are not alone. I do want to acknowledge that parenting can be really hard. And I'm going to get off onto a tangent before I let you go, but, you know, as parents, we're walking this fine line of being completely responsible for another human, but we're also trying to foster connection and allow our kids to be themselves. And can I just say that I think parenting in this day and age is so much harder. (laughs) Don't cancel me if you're not in my generation and you think that that's (laughs) a load of BS, but seriously, I had a, oh gosh, I had a therapist once half jokingly mm, say something like oh you young mothers killing yourselves over your kids and I was like that is so unfair I mean we don't get everything right at all I make mistakes daily but I do feel like as a whole we are a generation that is trying to heal our own childhoods and past traumas and unmet needs while simultaneously trying to raise our kids and consciously not dumping our own baggage on them. And not to say that other generations did this intentionally, because I don't think that they did, but I think that there is just so much more awareness around it. Now it's not as taboo to talk about it, you know, and that's a great thing. But again, I mean, it's it's one more thing that we are trying to do. I heard a quote recently and I tried to look for it. I can't find it. So I'm so sorry. I don't know who to credit this to and I'm going to butcher it anyway. So maybe they don't want to be credited, but it says something to the effect of if you don't heal trauma, you transfer it. And I kind of feel like that's what our generation is trying to do. We're trying to stop this multi-generational cycle of like transferring our grandparents' baggage who put it onto our parents, who put it onto us. And, you know, I mean, I'm sure that even goes farther back than our grandparents, but and that's that's really hard. So I think to almost dismiss us as if we're purposely trying to, you know, drive ourselves like into the ground by doing this, we're doing this for our kids. And on top of that, we're also trying to not end up at the bottom of the priority list and actually play with our kids and be part of their life and have work-life balance, right? Instead of being a workaholic and make healthy meals and then to top it off, post it all on social media. 
I mean, I'm stressed just thinking about it, but I think we're doing a great job parenting. That's not to say that we are doing it perfectly because we're not, but we're doing the best we can. Before we wrap up, I'm going to ask you to send me a message and let me know how your parenting journey is going. What are you struggling with? Whatever it is, I'm sure you're not alone, but it's always nice to know that we're in this together. So as always, thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next week. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If this resonated with you, join me in the movement as we shift our mindsets together. You can find more Pretty Unfiltered on social at the Pretty Unfiltered Podcast. I can't wait for our next chat, and I'll see you next time.